Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennium Money, and today we're talking about earning more rewards from your credit cards. You guys know that I love credit cards. I love all the rewards. I love all the bonus points. I have scored some amazing deals over the years, everything from round trip air tickets to free hotel stays to free car rentals to uh, discounts and gift certificates and just plain old cash back. And today I have an interview with Alex from a amazing new company called Birch, and they are helping you demystify and maximize the credit card strategy so you can get the most from your rewards points. so much for joining me on the podcast. Obviously, you know, credit cards um, seem to be this huge topic with millennials. And, you know, unlike most personal finance experts, I'm actually a huge proponent of credit cards because the rewards are just so juicy. You know, you can't pass it up. 
Um, so tell us a little bit about Birch, you know, kind of how you started Birch and um, the concept behind it. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for having me. Um, a couple of years ago, we had an idea to launch a personalized credit card recommendation tool. Um, both myself and my co-founder had uh, sort of a struggle where we were looking for new credit cards and didn't feel like there were a lot of resources available that would show us the true reward value um, with our actual spending. So there's a lot of stuff that'll show you, you know, the points you can earn, the cash back you can earn, um, and it's great until you don't realize how much you could actually be earning with that card. So the idea was we would sync up into people's financial accounts, look at their past spending, and then actually run their past purchases on credit cards during that time and figure out the rewards they could be earning. Um, as we got into it, it became a lot more complex because with points and miles, they have different values based on how you redeem your rewards. So it became this sort of simple idea for a credit card recommendation tool to actually asking people what types of rewards they wanted and then using the values of those rewards to calculate their potential reward value. Um, and then if you fast forward to where we are today, about a year and a half after we started building the product, um, we've become an entire reward management platform. So it's not necessarily um, open up a new card all the time, but you already have a lot of people already have cards in their wallet. So how do you figure those out first? And then we're a resource if you are looking for a new card. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, interesting, one of your taglines is that the average shopper misses out at over $200 a year in credit card rewards just by using the wrong card. And I think everyone thinks, you know, well, I'm using a card that's a rewards credit card. How could that even be possible? Um, so maybe talk a little bit about, you know, how do people actually really miss out on these rewards? Yeah. So as we've seen more credit cards come up on the market, they've become increasingly competitive. And with that, they offer very lucrative rewards, but they've also launched all these online portals, uh, dining portals, shopping portals, rotating bonuses, um, special cashback promotions that you have to activate. And most people that have two or three credit cards in their wallet, the average person has almost four. Uh, but most people have about two or three of those which earn rewards, but they tend to use just one for all their purchases. They, they sort of go to the one in their wallet. They put all their purchases on that one. Um, but what they don't realize is that if you're using a points or a miles card that actually earns you double the points or triple the points depending on where you're shopping – and then those points convert to real tangible travel, for example, that tends to be the, the redemption type with the highest values. Um, they're, they're missing out on a flight a year or two flights a year. And that, that value is worth $200 or $300 just worth of flights or worth of hotel stays. Interesting. Yeah. And I, I mean, I tell people all the time that, you know, I've traveled um, almost around the world in the last uh probably five to eight years, almost exclusively on points and, and kind of, you know, um, I won't say gaming, <laughs> but, um, you know, like really having a strategy behind, you know, the point system and everyone looks at me and kind of tilts their head and they're like, well, how is that even possible? You know, or do you have to be an expert to know how to figure this out? And I think, you know, the cool thing about, you know, your company is, is they kind of, you kind of step in as that expert, you know, helping people sort of navigate this because I mean, 200 bucks is still 200 bucks, right? I mean, you can mm -hmm. still do something with that, with that kind of money. Yeah. And that's just on your actual spending. I mean, we don't encourage people to spend any more to earn more rewards. That doesn't Absolutely. make sense. Yep. You're, you're better off saving. But you know, when you look at a category like gas, for example, um, 
if if you're only earning one percent or one and a half percent cash back because you're so used to using your American Express card or or a different card you have, but you didn't realize that the Costco card offers four percent cash back, you're missing out fifty or sixty dollars a year just in gas rewards, and that's wow. a small portion of someone's spending. Um, and, and that that's typically what we see is there's different cards. You know, there's probably a mix of one to two cards that are right for someone's wallet. Um, and when you actually run the numbers and look at someone spending across gas, groceries, dining out, um, and then travel, it, it adds up really quick. I mean, you know, people make thousands of purchases a year and we don't realize how many we're making um, until you start to break it down line by line. Yeah, until yeah. you're an entrepreneur and you do your uh, expense report at the end of the year. <laughs> and you <laughs> yeah. go, wait, I spent how much on what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and small businesses are actually in a, a really, really prime opportunity to earn rewards because they typically spend a lot of money on their businesses every year. Um, but that's that's a conversation for a whole nother day. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Um, so how often, I mean, I know the credit cards are super competitive now. Um, I mean, I've done interviews with, with people at different credit card companies and we've done podcasts about this, but you know, how, like, let's say you get, you know, rewards credit card today, like, you know, in, in two, three, six months, like, is that card going to be in the rewards associated going to be somewhat obsolete or how fast are these credit card companies, you know, kind of pushing out, you know, better and better reward cards? Yeah, it's it's hard to say what's going to come out in a year from now. I mean, if you look at what just happened recently with the Chase Reserve card that sort of went viral. Um, exactly. And I'm, I'm, I'm using air quotes for that. But, you know, it went viral because they offered really lucrative rewards, but that card isn't right for everyone. It has a $450 annual fee. You really have to travel a lot to get value out of it. Um, but I think for most people – with their average spending, with traveling maybe once or twice a year to go see family or go home for the holidays, you're not going to see that many cards come out that are that lucrative where you're going to have to apply for a new card in eight months. Um, I would definitely, you know, if you have good credit, if you pay your bill off in time, it makes sense to look every six to 12 months to see if there's a better card available. Hmm. Um, but, but typically it's, it's sort of a two year process is what we like to say, because that's how long one of those hard inquiries stays on your credit score. Yep. Um, but, but I don't think we're going to see too many cards come out that are going to triple the rewards you're going to earn. Um, you know, at least in the short term. Right. And does there seem to be, you know, a trade-off between, um, you know, everyone always asks me about annual fee. I mean, is there a real trade-off between, you know, paying a paying an annual fee and the rewards and points, you know, associated with that card? Yeah. And, and that's, that's a great question. That was, that's one of the things we've built into our credit card recommendation tools. It looks at the value of the rewards you could be earning, but then it subtracts out the dollar value of the annual fee. Um, so it's, it's something you have to be cognizant of. I mean, most cards now are waiving those annual fees the first year they hook you in, you forget you have the card the second right. year you end up paying an annual fee. Um, but if you've got one or two cards that are right for your wallet, um, most of the time they are worth the annual fee as long as you're spending enough on your regular spending to get that dollar value worth of rewards. Um, you know, if, if you, don't want to worry about an annual fee at all. There still are good cards that'll earn you rewards without having to worry if you're going to have that um, that spending that sort of cancels that out. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. So, um, you know, do you have any um, 
you know, kind of examples of maybe some of the clients that, you know, have used Birch and, 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 you know, how have they maximized their, their rewards? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've, I've got actually in front of me a case study of, of someone's actual spending that we have that's, that's in college. Um, they're, they're 22 years old. And basically what I've done is I've broken down their spending on a yearly basis and then what they earned on a debit card and then the potential they have on three different cards. So whether they want to co-sign with a parent and get a cash back or a, a more advanced points card, or if they want to build credit on their own and they don't have sort of that opportunity to co-sign, I've got, I've got that scenario um, that we can chat about. Yeah. So, awesome. So for this person, um, their yearly spending is, uh, anywhere from eight to $9,000. That's pretty typical for a college student. And we're not including tuition and, and text or we're not including tuition as part of this expense breakdown. Um, but just as a sort of, um, FYI for the schools that allow you to pay the credit cards or that allow you to pay your tuition with credit cards and don't charge a fee for it, it's a great way to earn an extra few hundred dollars worth of rewards a year. Interesting. Um, okay. But for regular spending, you know, we're talking about gas and insurance being about $100 a month or $120 a month. Um, groceries are another $100 a month. Dining out, you know, $50 to $60 a month. Um, shopping is another $60 a month. And personal care. Um, travel, we, we, we do sort of a one-time spring break sort of uh, expense of $500 plus another $30 a month for Uber and miscellaneous expenses. Um, utilities are a pretty big one. So your cable bill, phone bill, um, that could be anywhere from a hundred to $150 a month. Um, subscriptions like Netflix, Spotify, those, those come out to about 10 to $20 a month. Um, textbooks are another $1,500 a year, uh, on average for most students. That's um, just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, a, it's yeah, just it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but you earn rewards on them. So at least there's, there's one upside to, uh, to overpaying for textbooks. Um, and then entertainment, we, we budgeted or they budgeted another $30 a month for that. So that could be movies or, or going to a concert or something um, of that nature. Um, and then on a debit card, at least for 99% of debit cards, you'll earn zero rewards. Um, you, you won't earn rewards on any of these purchases and you tend to be missing out, especially cause these are, purchases you're going to have to make anyway. Yeah. You know, and, and I tell people all the time, you know, debit is great because it's cash essentially. Right. So if, you know, if you know yourself and you're terrible with credit cards, then, you know, you know, maybe that's your option, but if you can figure out how to, to do the credit card system and to do it properly, um, there's so many, uh, I mean, not just even rewards. I mean, we're talking about, you know, protection and, you know, all mm -hmm. sorts of different things that are s so much more powerful with using a credit card that I think people just don't think about. Yeah, they, they don't. And I've, you know, personally, I've never understood the, I can't use a credit card argument because I feel like I'm going to overspend because it's really easy to treat it like a debit card. You look at what you have in your liquid checking account and then you don't spend more than that. Right. And, and there's, and there's so many tools out there that can help you and notify you when, you know, you're going to go over your grocery budget or you're going to go over this budget. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of tools to help you control your spending. So if you're going to have to make these purchases, I, I agree with you. I highly recommend someone getting a credit card, keeping control of their spending, monitoring their, their, their credit limit, um, and their credit utilization. And at the end of the day, if you get into those good habits and you build your credit over a period of time, you're going to have a lot 
easier time down the road applying for a car loan or mortgage or, or apartment rental, um, a lot of things that, that do require credit. So, so there, I think there's more positives than there are negatives. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. I'll go I'll get off the soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. So I, I looked at three cards for them. Um, they, they ended up going with the city double cash back card. Um, they, they co-signed with a parent. That was the card of their choice. And, and that's one of the cards I did look at. Um, but for the first card, if they wanted to build credit alone, which a lot of students have to do, they don't have the luxury of co-signing with a parent. Um, the bank of America card offers them 3% back on gas and 2% back on groceries. And so this, and 1% back on everything else. So this card alone would have earned them about $106 a year worth of rewards just on their general spending. Um, the city double cash card offers you 1% when you shop and 1% when you pay off your bill. So that's a total of 2%. That netted them $165 for the year worth of rewards. And that could cover, you know, that flight for spring break or that yeah. hotel on spring break. The Chase Sapphire card, which is a points-based card that also would require a co-signer for them because it, it requires a longer credit history and, and other credit factors. Um, that would have netted $203 worth of rewards, uh, because it earns two times the points on, um, travel and dining and then one time on everything else. But those points are worth a little over two cents each. So that nets you about 4% back on those, um, dining purchases and on the, uh, on that travel. But there is a $95 annual fee that's waived the first year. So for the first year, you net about $203. For the second year, you net just a little bit more than that Bank of America card um, would have earned you. So they went with the city double cash card to not have to worry about offsetting that annual fee like we talked about before, um, but also earning sort of somewhere in the middle worth of rewards without having to think about it. Interesting. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And so that's, that's the card they're using now. And then when they graduate, you know, we'll, we'll reevaluate based on, you know, they can come back based on, you know, the income that they're making when they get their first full-time job and the city they're living in, how much travel they end up doing. But for now, at least being in school, um, and with those expenses, it's a pretty good option. Yeah. And I like what you just said too, because, you know, look, wherever you're at, you know, today, a year from now, you know, you may be in a completely different spot. You may be earning a different income. You may, you know, be traveling for work or doing, you know, whatever it may be. And I think that a lot of times we become kind of complacent with, um, you know, our spending, of course, but also, you know, whatever cards we use. And so I love that, you know, uh, you can constantly kind of evaluate, you know, are you using the right cards? Does this strategy make sense for you? Yeah. Yeah. And there's always, like you said, different scenarios for when it makes sense to have, you know, maybe a card that is just solely travel focused, or maybe you do, you know, maybe you have the luxury of opening up a new card just for that sign on bonus because you want to take a trip. Um, but again, it, it all depends on where you are in life. And, and the, I, I wouldn't recommend going out and just applying for credit cards unless you're really comfortable sort of with where you're at and you know that credit card's right for your lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. So walk me through the process, um, how someone would work with Birch to, you know, uh, come up with their, their strategy. Yeah. So there, there's two different, um, types of people that we have that, that sign up. Uh, the first is people that are new to credit cards. And if you have a debit card, you can still sign up, link your checking account. Um, and we'll look at that spend that you're putting on your debit cards and actually show you what you would have earned had you put that on a credit card for that period of time. I love that. Yeah. 
And, and, you know, there's no risk in doing it. It's not like we do any credit checks or anything like that. It's basically a free tool where we categorize all the spending and then, and then actually look at the rewards you could have earned. Um, and then for a lot of people, they find their first card. Uh, you can filter down to whether you want to see cards that have annual fees or no annual fees um, or whether they have foreign transaction fees or not. Um, so, so there's a couple cool things on that end. And we'll recommend our top three cards and actually show you those rewards you could have earned. For other people uh, that have two or three credit cards, what we do is we sync up into those accounts as well, and then we look at each purchase they're making, and, and we look to see if there's a better card in their wallet for that purchase. So if we notice that there's a rotating category on the Chase Freedom card that you're missing out on, we'll actually show you that you're missing rewards on those purchases. Um, we give you an earned score, so anywhere from an F to an A. Uh, based on on how many purchases you've made with the right card in your wallet, um, and, and it's not like we're upselling cards. We're not showing you Mr. Rewards with a card you could apply for. It's it's just stuff you have in your wallet. Um, if you want a new card, you can definitely go and look for one. But we we encourage making sense of your wallet first before getting a new card. Interesting. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so it, it's a super easy process to to sign up and to start the ball rolling, right? Yeah, it, it takes less than five minutes. Um, you you link your bank accounts by signing in just like you would if you're going to American Express or bankofamerica.com. Um, we use bank level security. Um, so it's just as secure as logging into your bank. Uh, there's read only access. We can't move any money or anything like that. Um, and then we, we do a bit more categorization than the banks do. So it, it tends to be really valuable for some people, um, to use as a replacement for checking their spending and checking their rewards, um, instead of using the bank's online portals. Yeah. I love it. Interesting. Okay. So what's kind of the future of Birch? Do you have any, you know, kind of plans down the road of extra features you want to add or directions you want to go in? Yeah, we do. So um, there's one thing that we're doing this month that I think is pretty cool. And we've been talking about the earning side of things a lot. Um, but we we also find that there's a real struggle when it comes to knowing what to redeem your rewards for. Uh, so what we're building or what we're launching this month um, is a way to sink into your loyalty programs as well with Hyatt, Delta, Hilton, all of those. Um, American Airlines. And then you can actually set travel goals such as I want to go from New York to San Francisco in six months for my anniversary. And based on your past spending, plus the rewards you're earning on your cards and the rewards you have in your loyalty programs, we'll show you the best options for that travel. Um, You set it as a goal and we'll keep you updated until you have enough points or, or miles to book it. Um, and, and it's really something that's quite new in the industry, being able to do that across all of your accounts. Yeah. Um, and then in January or February that the timeline's a little iffy, but we're launching a mobile app, um, that actually gives you real time recommendations when you're on the go. So if you walk into target or walk into CVS, um, we'll actually show you the best card to use at that point in time. Oh, very cool. I love it. Yeah. So lots of different ways. But, the, uh, you know, the whole goal is just to strategize and come up with kind of the best, um, you know, system for credit card usage at any given point in time, right? Yeah, and, and to make it as easy as possible. I mean, I would say that's uh, – as these programs have become more complex um, – they're hard to keep track of. They take a lot of time. If you want to go through and see all the, you know, keep up to date with the rotating categories or see what, what special merchant bonuses there are at any point in time, it, it, it's a bit strenuous and, and the information's all over the place, especially if you have multiple accounts. Um, so our idea is to just take, take all the pain out of that process. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're we're already stretched with time as is. So, um, and you know, and, and this is something that's important. You know, this is like this is real money. You know, that you can use for things. And I think yes. sometimes you know people forget that when we get complacent. It's like I don't care if it's a hundred bucks or if it's six hundred bucks. It's extra money. Yeah, it is. Um, there, there's real value with rewards. They're they're tangible at the end of the day. Um, and and if it means earning an extra fifty bucks a year, that's fifty dollars more than you had before. <laughs> right. Yeah. And more is more at the end of the day. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Then why not get rewarded for your spending? You have to do anyway. I mean, that's that's sort of I think the. Um, my, my viewpoint on it is you might as well get paid back for spending. You're going to have to do It's not like that spending just goes away. Awesome. Yeah. Or if you know of a way that you can get it to go away, let me know. I'd, yeah, I'd right. Love to exactly. <laughs> yeah. I will, I will dump some into that too. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing, uh, the birch story. This is great. Um, and I think that the listeners are going to, you know, love this and love all the different tools that you're going to, you know, come out with in the next few months as well. Yeah, thank you so much. And and for anyone that does decide to sign up, um, if you have any questions, we are right there in the app at all times. There's a little chat bubble. You can talk to us directly. So we we try to stay as close as possible to our users because we love them so much. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much again. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. So head on over to Birch and make sure that you are maximizing your credit card strategy because there are just too many rewards and too many points for you to miss out on.